are back in the Annotate Lab for another episode of A Chat with Pat. And if you are listening to this, please, please do not forget to subscribe. Give us a good review, some stars on Spotify, or if not, well, you can get staffed, I don't care. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Hit me up with some feedback. It'd be really much appreciated. But tonight, I am joined by, well, a man who's founded many things, but... He can't find athleticism after what we just had. <laughs> we just had an absolute ordeal. Tim, o- Tim O'Sullivan, my mate. Welcome, welcome to the nah, podcast. No, thanks for having me, mate. We've been teeing this up for a while, so it's um, nice to finally get behind the mic, even though it's six o'clock on a little Wednesday night. Um, I was definitely pretty comfy on the couch. I was, was I watching? I was watching, um, you seen Ron Iddles? Nah, nah. He's like one of the best detectives ever. Nah. Google him later and get on it, but I was... Um, I was sitting there, but no, I was pretty jacked up to have a little chat today and just talk all things, I guess. So thanks for having me. Well, I'm guessing that was it's been a while since you ran down Chapel Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually worked at Somewhere Bar for um, two years. When I say work, like I don't remember it. Um, Somewhere Bar is a very loose destination. Has we all been there? I think so. No, it's um, cheap jugs, dodgy hours. So yeah, no, it's good to be back running up and down for sure. <laughs> now, mate, um, as I've said in the intro, you've done a lot of things. Um, Founded a few successful businesses, but I guess it wasn't always so successful, mate. And I was listening, doing my research and some investigation, <laughs> and I shot up a couple of mates to my podcast, The Colour Plain Lads, and I heard this epic story about you and New Zealand back in the day. Do you mind giving my listeners a bit of it? No, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's amazing that it's resurfaced because it was um it was in 2010, so it's 13 years ago. So whilst um, being on the news for shoplifting isn't really the most funny thing to glorify, when it's 13 years ago, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm almost 30 now, so stuff it. But um, essentially, my parents were pretty sick of me. I was, I was loose as, like super loose when I was younger. Um, and then went through all the typical phases of someone trying to be a cool rebel at school as well. Mm. You know, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, went through all those stages at 16, parents are over me and just shot me off to New Zealand for a little ski tour. So I went to good old uh, Notorious Savvy College. Mm. So it was good. Um, it was all right. Um, <laughs> and so I was, yeah, halfway through year 10 in New Zealand, skiing down the Remarkables, doing these black runs, no idea what I was doing, just eating shit the whole time. Um, and then at lunch, we just sort of got a, just a bit bored of skiing. Um, and so we just strangely just started just stealing just tons of shit. Like we, we stole jackets, we stole beanies, hats, stole our lunch, we were stealing potato chips. Like we just got on this roll um, and we were like 15, 16. So we just couldn't help ourselves and we were just stealing all this shit on this ski tour and in our uniform, in our jackets, everything. And it wasn't until the last, last minute. So like it was foot on the bus kind of vibe, like we're on our way to Melbourne, like within like, oh, it's so weird to think about how much my life would have changed with 45 more seconds. Mm. I would have stayed at Xavier. I would have had a complete different direction. I would have hated school even more than about, I did. Have you thought about that a lot more since you've been talking about it? Tons, yeah. tons. Like like that, that 45 seconds, like, yeah. and I, it's blowing my mind more now than ever because I'm really thinking about it. But it could have changed my whole life. Yeah. And I'm at St. Bernard's in Essendon. It was super more chill once I got expelled for getting caught, which I'll get into. So, yeah, so foot on the bus, about to go. Lady pulls us down from the bus. We open our bags and everyone just, just had shit everywhere. Like tags on it, jackets, different coloured stuff. Got to the point where it was like we're stealing stuff that wasn't our size, but just for the, just the naughtiness mm-hmm. of it, I guess. We're a bunch of kids all riling each other up. So cops took us in. 
went to our hotel. We all had to go through our bags. We had different bins of different stores of what stuff had been stolen. Um, had to call the rents who had invested quite a bit of money to make me piss off. Um, like it would have cost a fortune really <laughs> sending your little private school kids <laughs> off to New Zealand to go skiing. Yeah. So poor mum and dad would have spent a bomb and then get the call like a couple of hours before the flight going, hey mum, I'm with New Zealand police, shoplifting, I'll be home soon. Love you, bye. Like quickly <laughs> close the old, um, uh, the old um, sh- what do you call it? Flip phone. Flip phone, yeah. Um, Motorola. Yeah. And um, <laughs> And then bang, go go back to Melbourne. Like you can imagine that plane ride home. Oh, it was just yeah. so grim. Um, so plane ride home, get down, media's there, principals on the news that night, principals on the news that morning, front page of the paper for two, three days. Um, the age, the Herald Sun, there's just our principal, there's the logo, there's the chapel, um, which I was sort of laughing about, you know, as, as well, how ironic that is. So, mate, it, it was sort of... Um, it definitely shaped me as well, which yeah. I think is really cool to think about. Um, going to a new school, different experiences, um, just some different cultures and different backgrounds of people. Yeah. Um, went and changed footy teams. So um, I think today in sort of the business world, I actually doubled my network, mm. if you know what I mean, yeah. um, from going to two good schools, yeah. which I kind of find funny. Um, so yeah, man, it was pretty funny. Like it was awful at the start. My parents, my parents actually laughed it off at the end. Yeah. Going, geez, like that was just stupid. Who could have predicted yeah, that? Predict that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, it was so overwhelming. They're like, oh, fuck it, don't worry about it. <laughs> so it was a good experience, but um, a little bit of the, the wild side there. What was the, uh, if you mind me asking, what was the, um, the consequence you got off the school? How many days suspended or? So was, we were suspended for like a week and a half. Yeah. And then once they decided that, just not nah, they can't get away with not expelling anyone through the media definitely oh, yeah. um so three of us got the boot because we didn't have the best track record so yeah. it was just adios yeah so i was kind of happy about it by then Had a couple <laughs> of months off at home yeah studying yeah. sitting there just watching videos was good yeah so i mean minus that and your upbringing how what was your upbringing like i mean you talked about your parents who seemed i don't know pretty somewhat positive about yeah no nah, my parents are as optimistic as i am really yeah. i reckon and, and positive and bubbly so i definitely got that from them but um no nah, grew up in a good household i had two older siblings so one was 10 years one's 14 years older than me yep. so same mum different dad so it's quite cool as well having a lot older siblings so you know like you're like in primary school and then cam's got his license my older brother just got drafted to the d's he's like let's go get slurpees and he's like sweet (laughs) so when he's carless in a techno going to get slurpees and i'm like at the ripe age of seven Mm. um and then i feel like you walk a bit taller and then you know kicking the footy with mark jamar brock mclean cole sylvia (laughs) and everyone and then they're like let's all go play laser tag and i'm playing laser tag with the melbourne ruckman so it's kind of like a pretty cool um, environment to be surrounded by a lot of mature people, mm, I think, yeah. which could could be part of um, my upbringing and sort of built me who I am. Yeah. And then um, I've got a close brother, two years older. He's awesome. So I've grown up with good family. I've got 55 first cousins. Dad's in a family of 12. 55. We're all bananas. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, like, like I'm Filipino. like a nun You're compared to some of them. What's that? You don't feel a nah, Irish Catholic. Like, <laughs> they get the job done in their prime. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, big family, good upbringing. Um, I was super lucky. It's always super grateful as well, um, which I think my old man's always indented into me as well. Yeah. He's a typical, he's always done pretty well, but he's a typical um, short back and sides, shocking trousers. And yeah. I've seen him bag his fashion on pods a lot, actually. <laughs> um, but he's just like your typical dude um, and, and he's a ripper. So, um, we, we, we do a lot of different little things together and um, he's sort of my, my mood, um, mood board, my um, 
my sort of bouncing off guy for just yeah. pretty much everything really. So yeah. yeah, I've been pretty blessed for sure. And then, so as I mentioned, you've like found a lot of things and got your hand pretty strong in business. I mean, do you remember, I mean, obviously cause you stole like the jacket, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I often go and I, I don't want this goes too much. I work at a school and I find it, I can't help but giggle. And this may have been you growing up, but some of the kids, like this kid the other day bought in a microwave and he started charging people to heat it's up stuff. Elite. And I can't, I could be wrong here, but I can't help but think you may have had that side. I, I might have sold some lollies for my show bags yeah. when I had eggs <laughs> left over, um, for sure. Bit of a uh, little black market yeah. lollies. Yeah. Um, but no, it's funny. Like, I think I was too worried about, um, and full transparency, I was too worried about trying to be cool and yeah. fit in and be naughty and be a rebel. Like, I was sort of happily laugh at myself and bag myself looking back on it a bit. Um, but no, I don't know. I was sort of, I guess, I always had it in me a little bit. Yeah. I guess I always... Um, was confident with speaking, um, mm. always was quite social, always tried to make everyone feel comfortable with a mix of trying to be the loudest in the room at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I've always sort of had that in me, which is a pretty good foundation for some industries and business for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So one of your like great things that you founded in businesses, Bayjuice. Um, so are you able to tell listeners oh, if they haven't heard about it yeah for sure about that yeah 100 percent. so it was 2018 um i was with my girlfriend at the time sumin yeah um, we're not together anymore so we were together um we're about a year into the relationship yeah um and it was like it's it's time like it's time to go meet the korean crew you know what i mean everyone um which was like a little bit no actually it wasn't intimidating it's pretty exciting because you just don't know what you're walking into um so we flew over to seoul hung out in korea um day one was just everyone uncles aunties sisters old work friends it's just all in one place at the same time in thanksgiving um in the middle of the countryside like it's a really big holiday there um had to bow to sumin's grandparents oh grandma sorry like pretty much kissing her shoes on entry and everyone roared because it's big aussies um getting stuck into all like the traditions which is kind of cool as well um and so it was this big drinking tour. We slept there, slept on the floor in her rooms. All Korea, a lot of Koreans sleep on the floor. Um, my dodgy rig and lanky bodies couldn't handle it. Um, so it was amazing. So I met all the family and then it was just like time to socialise. So it was just out every night in Korea. Have you ever had soju before? Yeah, yeah. It's in 196. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. no, that, that's soju. So, so that's oh, like no, a Japanese soju. distilled oh, version. Actually, I had, um, I it's in that a, green bottle I and it's just... Matt Corby last night and he was drinking yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it? was drinking that's it sick. on stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have to do Watermelon some stalking. soju. Yeah, oh, yeah. dangerous. Yeah. But it's just um, gasoline in the stubby. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, it's the few times that you really black out and wake up in funny places yeah. um, but anyway we can skip that um, <laughs> and, and we're just smashing it smashing it smashing it and then we'd go to the convenience store and Sumin and all of her girlfriends and, and all the crew would, would grab like a cream pear juice or like a little glass bottle that had like liver function pear in it um, some caffeine in it to give you a little kick as well and there's just like a whole fridge of like hangover preventions hangover cures over there like we have a red bull fridge or a big m fridge very yeah. aussie um they have yeah just all these hangover repellents i guess we have the kernel as well. yeah, yeah you got the kernel yeah. um or not that they don't have tons of fried chicken um but yeah i was just so fascinated by it didn't bother i grabbed a beer out of the 7-eleven because you can do that which is like the most exciting thing about holidays in asia yeah like you like I can drink at a convenience store when you can just drink next door at a bar. Anyway, um, smashing booze at the convenience store and then I started drinking the pear juice that everyone was drinking and I pulled up fine. And wow. I sort of thought maybe it was just 
being on holiday, you didn't get hung over. It was hot. Maybe I sweated it out. Uh, maybe it was the soups I had or rices during it. Mm. And then Sumin and her mum like, no, it's definitely the green pear juice she had. And Sumin's mum's from like a really famous part of South Korea, like Naju is which we would get our pear yeah. from. It's kind of like the home of Granny Smith, but in Korea for Korean pears, you know, like it's iconic. Yeah. Um, and we were just so fascinated. So I had it in soups, cocktails. I ate it. I drank it before, after, during. I was just hooked on it. Um, and then did all this research and they said, yeah, they've done heaps of testing, reports in Seoul University, CSIRO did, did some placebo testing and that it helped your hangover. So I was like, fuck, this is just like liquid gold. Mm. Um, and I've used that term a lot. It's, it's completely natural, um, healthy as, and it helps your hangover. And it's cheap to buy, like from a wholesaler point of view, from a consumer point of view. So it was, um, it was just like too good to be true. So came back home, everyone tried it, um, gave it to all my crazy 55, year, uh, 55 cousins. Everyone pulled up well on Christmas. Um, my favorite market research I did is, we can touch on is I've got a cafe in Essendon that I've got with my family. And I'd make a latte and give a bay juice on a Friday to anyone that I knew was gonna get on it. And then they came back Monday going, what the hell was that <laughs> juice you gave me? And I was like, sweet, we're on. So we've got the dentist is on, um, the optometrist wants more, these 50 year old solicitors loving it. So like all these different demographics I was giving it yeah. to. Um, so I was like, let's just go for it. So six months after that point, me and Sumin flew back um, with no meetings, nothing, stayed at Sumin's parents' house, um, went to the countryside, booked all these meetings and we took off, um, got a train, stayed at Sumin's auntie's restaurant above it, Got a bus in the morning and we're at this fucking giant pear farm and they give me a hairnet and a lab coat and I go, let's give you a tour. It's great to have you here. Um, and I'm 23, covered in tats. Sumin's got the piercing in her nose. Um, probably swore the whole time knowing me as well. Um, and they're like, look, like we think you guys are great. You've got good energy. Australia's a great market. We're trying to find new markets. Um, I wish I was like you when I was younger. I always wanted to pursue my dreams. So we're going to back you. Wow. It's like, shit, sweet. And then they're like, if you go back and build a brand and set up a website and think of a strategy, we'll support you and we'll manufacture the product for you. Wow. And we're on. So then 2019, January, we had our first 20-foot container arrive and we're giving out samples. We thought it was all going to happen super quick and we just went store to store, got a few little um, articles written about us, um, some cafes, some healthy salad bars, and we just started sort of our own distribution through the back of mum's hatchback. It was wild. <laughs> Liam's mum's hatchback, sorry. It was wild. That is nuts. I mean, so it's, it's pretty crazy. It seems like you had a perfect mix. I mean, you had a Korean girlfriend at the time, loved to drink. Your Irish background, loved yeah. to drink, and you're born in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I, and I set up the business with my best mate, Liam, and all we did was drink <laughs> and other things. So um, we were pretty ready to, um, yeah, just, just go for it. So. Yeah. It's amazing, like, um, the word timing of it all, you know? Like, mm. it was, I was pretty settled in the cafe at that stage um, and sort of I'd learnt a lot about business yep. through it. Um, Sumin had been working hairdressing a long time. Liam was a real estate agent, sick of it. And then yeah. this popped up and we are all just like, fuck, let's just go for it. Um, what have we got to lose? Um, I've heard a lot of people say this line, you know, we had no mortgages, no kids, barely paying rent. So um it was amazing I, you know you sort of think back to the moments where you're like let's just do this and sitting in my dad's study and trying to come up with a name and it was originally called fix me with yeah. a plus sign next to it i've still got the drawing which is <laughs> ironic um but i'm glad we went with bay juice and went with like a pink fun fun brand and and here we are today it's wild um you mentioned just at the end of that or just before about you know I mean, the starting of the business and working with Koreans and, I don't know, working within the Asian market. I mean, what did you find? I know it's, you were 23 then, but looking back now and you've got the pedigree now, like the differences in culture in doing business from Australia to like Asia or Korea. Yeah, yeah. K Korea, I am just the 
biggest advocate for ever. Um, <laughs> I could honestly talk about it for 20 minutes easily. Doing business with him was absolutely incredible. I think it was credit to us with the energy and the time and how much we put in for them to see that. But um, they probably don't even want me to disclose this, but they were sending us containers without us paying for it because they saw our vision. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, and you hear about stories about manufacturers in China um, and like you got to pay 75% up front and then the rest at the end. Half the people don't get their goods. Yeah. I've watched a, cool, a couple of documentaries recently and it's all come damaged. They go, it wasn't us, hung up. So Korea is just like, our manufacturers like, we're on your team. If you can clock this market, um, we sold in the dream. We can clock Australia, we'll clock US, we'll do it all together. So they just kept shipping over product without us paying mm. for it, which is insane, which is why um, we were able to own and control so much of the business for so long. We didn't have to raise for three or four years because of that. So we really owe them everything essentially. And um, so not only was that, but just the efficiency. So they have um, Kakao Chat. So we've got WhatsApp, right? Yeah. And then there's WeChat in, WeChat in um, China. They have Kakao Chat, which is the same thing. It's yellow. It's got a cute little ringtone, which <laughs> I always laugh at. But um, there's no business cards, barely use LinkedIn. It's just chat on the chat. Just chat. Um, we'd be like, Sumi, can you order another 20-foot container, which is like tens of thousands of dollars and quite a serious thing. Yep, no, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's on the way. It's unbelievable. It's so almost it like was, um, handshake agreements. Like kind yeah, of, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, yeah. A, there's a bit of that as well. We yeah. didn't actually stupidly get a uh, manufacturer's agreement until so deep in. <laughs> so I'm glad we got that. Um, but the only thing that was lucky is because we'd proven ourselves, we got a very long termination term. So not going anywhere. But um, it's, it's been amazing that, like, you know, to think that they saw the vision from day one. You know, these guys are high 40s that said, oh, I wish when I was 26, I went at it like you did. Yeah. I mean, 23, which is pretty cool. Um, and then to celebrate the first run, we went and had a crab the size of a boogie board. <laughs> it was just enormous. Um, and we've been catching up with them since. We sent them some nice whiskey over Thanksgiving. Um, and it's just sick. And, and then since then as well, um, Sumin's done a lot of sourcing for other people going, oh, you know, we've struggled with some supply chain stuff. Um, anyone in Korea do glass bottles? Um, we're getting our coffee cups now in a, um, at our cafe from Korea. Um, we get all of our stickers, our printing, um, our merch more often than not. Um, we get all from Korea now, everything, even printing, because oh. it's just cheap and high quality and they turn it over in minutes. DHL, FedEx, it's there that week. That's nice. So Korea's really, um, I shouldn't be saying this, we're looking at doing some like nice consulting with Korea actually. <laughs> um, so hopefully no one else steals these. It's these. tourism ad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but no, no, but we seriously want to... Um, you know, get it on the map a bit more. We've kept, we were part of trade associations. We've mm. gotten grants through Korean trade associations as well. So it really is um, a very good place to sort of work with for sure. Mm. Now, and I remember I was looking back over something and I mean, I was, I'm very intrigued about, I mean, I guess I see how much you can say you work with like Woolworths. Like that must be a pretty big milestone to hit. I mean, especially, you know, getting you know the biggest supermarket in Australia yeah, and yeah. getting bay juice in the shelves. Massive. And like, can you take us back to that moment? Yeah. How that kind of deal went down? and Yeah, it was insane. Um, I think one thing we've always done well and I've always told other people is we were always such a busy brand. Um, even if what we were doing wasn't on a big velocity of spend or excitement or a flex or glamorous, we were always doing shit. So whether we're handing out stock, whether we're allowed to or not at events, whether we're driving like you know doing influencer drops just we just did everything always and we always you know did footage of it so we got our 50 to 100 stores we got a trial in dan murphy's we were doing heaps of giveaways we got a bit of pr and i was like all right let's just pitch woolies um and we got it peak COVID. so anyone that wasn't performing during COVID, it was the only store 
yeah. open, essentially the supermarket. So if you weren't performing, you were getting the second looks at pretty quickly and then they tried something higher performing. So again, timing, like how insane, right? Like yeah. I, I think life's very about timing for sure. So a lot of the products weren't performing or didn't make sense during COVID or weren't, you know, in need. Um, we were super busy having fun with everything. Um, a lot of the other brands had stopped doing marketing because they got lazy because they knew everything was going to go to store anyway. Let's give Young Bay Juice a try. You know, we're the only Korean pear juice sold. We had all these um, articles about CSIRO that would use as references. We worked with some influencers. We had cool um, advisors, a couple of mentors getting involved and had a real glamorous deck and they were just like sweet like we just got through the review like i don't know how much more to say so dan murphy's was pumping in a very limited amount of stores but um i think credit to us is i've always said risk versus reward the risk was launching a product no one had heard of and having to educate a whole country on what the pair so it's big and yellow by the Mm. way people still think it's fucking green there's a level of intrigue in that like people want to find out more and then once then like you've almost got them yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. literally yeah 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 and it's almost got a bit of excitement for it for sure then once people learn about it they want to share because no one else knows it yeah so the reward was having a very niche product no one had ever heard of Mm. um and i think that is what some retailers saw as well no one else has this product the Bay Juice guys have the product. We want to be the retailer that has the product no one else has got. Yeah. So a bit of the supply and demand stuff. So they took us on. We promised some high averages, which is quite scary. Yeah. Um, and we weren't hitting them straight away. We were like, shit, you know, we've got no capital. Um, no idea what we're doing. Um, we're in the best location. Got amazing real estate. Cold section at Woolies. Um, and we just smashed some cash into some TikToks with a few agencies. Um, some organic TikToks came from that. So people seeing all these influencers do it. Let's jump on it and do our own footage. Um, that popped off. So then all of a sudden sales increased. So, um, then we got an article in the Daily Mail, news.com, broadsheet, and it just snowballed once we got that big deal. Um, and it just shows how amazing is how much credibility consumers need. Um, no matter what industry you're in, you just need that bit of credibility to just score that for trust sure. from anyone skeptical. So that was the X factor. Speaking about credibility, I mean, not probably Louis or store-wise, but I guess influencer or user-wise, have you ever had anyone slide into Bay Juice's DMs and say, like, who's pretty well-known and say, this is shit's bloody unreal? Who's the biggest, most famous person? Um, we've had a couple of good fighters. Um, my favourite one's... Um, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we were just talking about it before as well. Um, but we are just talking... Um, his name was Cam, and he was like a big... Like, he's not a huge, huge um, person, but yeah. he's like a hardcore, like, BM, um, dirt bikes. Oh, one of those. What do you call it? Like a... Motor act. Oh, motor yeah. Yeah, 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 just a, ma- a mad motocross dude. And um, I was just frothing like at how extreme that was. And he loved Bay Juice and it sort of got us a bit excited. You know, this is a bit Red Bully. Yeah. You know what I mean? With these dudes doing stunts. And then we got involved with a couple of other sports and stuff as well. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's been a few and there's been a lot of um, ignored DMs of us reaching out to people <laughs> going, nah. Or going, yeah, a thousand bucks for a story and just like, yeah. oh, spare me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, moving on from the Bay Juice, I mean, you also have a hand in Monfell. Yeah. A unique melbourne fashion brand which is quite unique i mean to be honest, sure. like you look at it and this i guess probably fits you a little bit i mean something that's a bit different and out there but is niche um maybe i'll tell listeners a bit more about that as well and for sure your journey with your partner is it cam toby no, toby toby, toby, toby. Yep. yeah yeah toby's um he's a wizard so he's he's founded it 11 years ago now wow um yep. it was originally called yesterday bone yeah, um, well, there you go. Because that I ring a bell? Yesterday, Bone, and they had the, the cool hoodies. Yeah, the cleavers yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. all the AFL players were in them, yeah, all the Tigers guys. Been around 23 or something. Yeah, yeah. So everyone was everyone was wearing him and um, he was doing really well. But 
it just for his creative brain, I, I just don't think it was enough for him and as fulfilling as he wanted. Um, so he started moving into the real high-end space and then um, created Monfell. Um, and it's initials of all his family members. And while sometimes that can be cliche, you know, his family means a lot to him. So being a part of it now, it's like really nice to know how much his family means to him and the brand name and um, just learning about all the garments. So I've got the Monfell hoodies and pants and hats. I just rock it every day. Um, but yeah, so he started that 11 years ago. Monfell's been running for years now. Um, he's predominantly been online. Um, he just just goes with the flow. I, I always ask him, um, you know, because you know, I've done our own PR with Beiju, so I've done all different things, and I try to pinch out of him, like, you know, why, why blue pants? You know, does the red have any significance? Um, and then he did a lot of green and um, darker colours. I'm like, oh, is that because you're from Tassie? He's like, no. <laughs> like, oh, but it sounds so cool. cool. Just go with it. Say you're from Tassie. That's why you're doing the green and nature. And he's like, no. Nah. He goes, he goes. It just, it just really, just naturally comes to him. Um, and he goes, I just put it together. I, I envision it. And he doesn't draw a million things mm. and have masking tapes with all different stuff. He just goes with the flow online, and he just sort of knows where his brand's going. He knows what's trending, but. I'd say he knows knows what he, like what's trending, but I reckon he's just ahead of the game. Being yeah. like being new to it, I, I've been involved for the past twelve months. Yeah. Um, you know, I dipped every dollar I had into it, so I finally yeah, got yeah. some cash back out of um some loan repayments for some ventures. Yeah. Um, and I put every dollar in it and went back to zero into Montvale, mm -hmm. and I said, "Fuck it, I'd rather be broke again well. and just be on the on the ride with Toby." Um, we share so many similar values. Um, I just love sitting in. He's got a big um. Land Rover Discovery, you know the big beast, <laughs> and we just cruise it's like around driving with your older brother again. What's that? It's like driving with yeah, your older yeah, brother exactly. again. Yeah, you know? exactly. Oh, he likes me to techno as well. <laughs> Bit of country lately. We've been <laughs> listening to country. Look at us just decked rise. out and just like listening <laughs> to country music. Mate, Morgan Wallen slaps. So. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, we love it. So we we just cruise around. We go buy buttons and we go check out the maker and yeah, stuff. Wow. But um, uh, one thing I've been excited to talk to you about, I've never spoken about, but um, with the brand and Monfell and everything, but um. It's just more than a brand. Um, and, and again, like I've said this already, it sounds cliche, but we go to Toby's maker's house in Taylor's Lakes. Her name's Tanya. Mm -hmm. She's from Serbia. She's awesome. Um, raising a daughter on her own, a, a daughter and two sons and, and her mum at the house. Um, and she starts like 16-hour days just sewing our brand, working with other companies, and she just puts everything together herself. So she's like the main sewer. Mm -hmm. um, and learning a lot more about Toby and her relationship, I'm like, wow, you know, it's just giving me so much more insight into business that, you know, behind sort of the glitz and the glam sometimes and like cool shoots and balaclavas and the six shoes, there's him, you know, having a cup of tea with Tanya, um, planning the next drops. And then we had a barbecue there recently for Slava, which is like a Serbian yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like holiday or celebration, which is really cool to be a part of. And we're looking at her baby photos. We're outside um, playing with Sarah, her daughter. Um, we were drinking traditional Serbian alcohol. Her mum was praying and praying on the bread. And I was sitting there going, this is incredible. Like what other high-end fashion label, um, you know, from the, from the ground up, sits with their maker and has tea and vodka and all these different drinks and looks at baby photos and comes especially to make her mum's, uh, sorry, her grandma feel extra special. And I was like... Fuck, it's like spine. Like it was really like I'd really had a moment sitting there, um, and I was like, "This is so cool." Um, I'm just even more invested than I already was, you know, just to to make this and 
so yeah so that that's my my beautiful saying you know it's just there's just more than a brand watching toby and and tanya work together to create amazing garments that then other people mm. wear and love and feel good in yeah so fashion is really cool man like I, I i didn't know much about it I've, I've always wanted to get into it and i've always had interest could just never afford anything so getting getting with toby and he gives you the pants for free so yeah. there you go that's a good way to do it um <laughs> but yeah i've learned a lot about the industry and how much hard work it takes and it, it's um it really is just soul on the line. Mm. So Toby, you were scaffolding for years and like seven years, 5 a.m. starts till three, cold weather, putting scaff together on commercial sites. And that was to then fund, fund. Monfell. Yeah. Um, so then he would go to the designers and interior, I'm sorry, interior, um, like different stylish shoots and stuff. Um, and you'd go in his work gear with glue on him and his work boots on and just like, just grinding. Yeah. And then after that, he has just finally ditched it so he's quit scaffolding he's full-time into Montfal, um and it's just sick man it's just an amazing ride to be on and um we just booked flights three weeks ago so we're flying to paris in three weeks june the 13th um so i have zero dollars <laughs> and we're about to fly to a very expensive <laughs> european country during their summer when everyone's on school holidays so we're <laughs> fucked um but we've actually got three racks um to present at a pop-up store mm. Um, we were talking before about risk reward and yeah, well, having a niche. Everyone's just doing Gore-Tex shit. I don't know like how much you, you sort of look at yeah. some of the higher end stuff. It's just Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex. Um, and so a lot of the brands presenting at the show are in that space. And the agent we've dealt with for ages is like, we need you boys here. Like yeah. we've got really nice shirts, these trench coats, like 1500 bucks, go down your ankles, crazy patterns, leather, wools, you name it. Mm. Um, and they're like, we need you to be here. And we're like, oh, well, like, you know, let's make this work. So we, we struck a pretty cool deal. We've got a whole rack, seven days. We're pitching, I think, 80 buyers wow. um, from some in, some in Melbourne to some in Copenhagen. I mean, I, I, I barely even know half of this shit. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. I'm literally going there to be the mouth and Toby's the designer. Yeah. Um, so we're a, a good, little, um, good little combo. So it's pretty exciting, but it just goes to show, you know, when you, like, you know, you go all in, like he did, he quit scaffolding. He's gone all in for the last six to nine months and then yeah. look what opportunities popped up. Yeah. So if he didn't do that, I reckon he would have been less inspired, a little bit, I'll do it later, fuck it, I'll do it next week. And then because he's gone all in, all these opportunities are popping off. So from having done that myself to then watching it happen to someone else, it's like just pure proof in the pudding right there. I mean, I guess how important is, is the dynamic of your relationship? Because you talk about like to actually be successful and effective and productive like as you say you're the mouth you're the yeah yeah the, yeah the, the business i'll say and then toby's the creative side i mean how much is that attributed to your success with monfell ma ma massive really like it's even just um just things you don't think about you know and and, and as well sticking to what you're good at um yeah you know toby's trying to help with the shipping right now and it's gone backwards pretty quickly <laughs> and then i'm like what if we paired that vest with that and he's like you nah. <laughs> you just sit there and figure out the shipping chain and i'm like okay so um it just already you know that sort of stuff shows that you know you, you sort of have your, your strengths and your weaknesses and once you understand it pretty good it helps um and it's the same with me and liam as well you know he's a good salesperson and kind of the bad cop i'm a bit more gentle and not as good at you know getting the deal over the line so yeah it, it's definitely important um and i still work with sumin so sumin works next to me um so we've been broken up for a couple of years now and um same thing you know we work every day together on bay juice and just trying to build it to what it is so um yeah you just got to work with and sumin helps with monfell mm. 
So now Sumin's involved with Monfal as well. So then we're actually um, sourcing, here we go again, <laughs> tourist moment, sourcing a lot of our fabrics from South Korea. Korea. So then there you go. Toby threw himself in the deep end, flew to Korea, met Sumin, and they went around um, a massive market oh, together wow. and got like 50 sample books and that's half the materials we're using for yeah. this next drop. So there you go. Korea shout out. Shout out to Sumin as well for the brand stuff. So it's, um, mm. it's amazing. There yeah. you go, right? I mean, it, it's, it shows a bit of testament as well as like, I mean, I know you broke up with the zoom in, but you found a Bay Juice that you obviously have seen, you know, to put those or whatever differences are passed aside for sure, to yeah. think about your own success and productivity for yourself as well. For sure. I it's mean. it's fucked, really. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, there's no sugarcoating. It's, yeah. um, I still just, I still don't know how um, we pull it off sometimes, but like, it just mm. you just do. But um, I think as well as we'd work so hard to get to where we were, we sort of both looked at each other and like, let's just... yeah just get everything we can out of this we've learned so much um so yeah there you go i mean how i mean because you do i guess have your finger in a lot of pies because you, you, you go in the family cafe or yeah yeah still work there correct? yeah yeah i still do sundays Monfell, there Monfell and bay juice i mean how do you manage so many different personalities with so many yeah. being involved in so many businesses as well it's um I, I struggle like like last week i had the best week ever and i'm like i'm unstoppable we we're laughing before i signed up to the gym for the first time in 29 and a half years and then this week i'm just defeated and i don't have much in me at the moment um so it's just amazing it's just a role it's just resilience really um and just sort of knowing that um you're gonna have good weeks and bad weeks and that um i, I guess as well this is probably the best shout out to you know your business partners mm. Like today, I, I did bugger all. I was talking about my sore neck, which is pretty sore. Like, don't give me too hard a time. So then Liam was like, um, oh, sweet, don't worry about it. I've got your laptop. I've got all this. I'll walk the dogs. Um, we go in the office. He runs it all. I sort of chip in there and he just sort of takes the reins for a bit. Mm. And then, um, you know, the week before that, he was crook. And then it was me to step up. So it really just goes to show how important it is um, having business partners. So we definitely carry each other a lot um, when we need to and sort of bounce off each other. But, um, I don't know. I've I've had a really good this year, a good year this year, and I just haven't drank much, so it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, that shit's toxic. Yeah. Um, it makes you sleepy, makes you grumpy, mm. makes you slow and dumb. But um, yeah. it's great though. I love it. But <laughs> I really do. But um, just just having a bit of clean the lifestyles definitely helped me micromanage yeah. it. But not like wake up at six and and run and mm. eat healthy well, shit. It's like your productivity, right? Because you. Like I always say, like when you go out party on the weekend and then you feel like crap on a Monday and you're pretty ambitious yeah. and you really feed off your product productivity, it just, you know, makes the business, it trickles down. Yeah, oh, for sure. Else. It's like, well, then I feel like shit. Well, it's because I'm not productive or feeling, fulfilling today. Yeah, and then yeah. you've had two shit days and then yeah. the third day, you're like, I've got to have a good day today. Yeah. And if you start to have a bad day, then you start going, oh, I'm going to have another bad yeah. day. <laughs> so it, it is, it's just, um, it's a pretty shitty ripple effect sometimes mm -hmm. if you don't look after yourself. But, um... Yeah, looking after yourself, good business partners. Um, one thing I've been doing a lot, because I, I live with Liam, my business partner, my yeah. best mate. Um, I work with dad, I work with my ex, work with my best friend, work with my other best friend. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot, but um, I find a lot of good time. I've been trying to just have a bit of alone time lately and mm. game changer. Yeah, so good. So I walk the dogs alone sometimes. I catch the train in sometimes, even though Liam's driving, I'll be like, I'm going to get a train. Um, which has been good. And I've sort of, I've got a bit of a life coach at the moment, actually. Yeah, We're in a bit so. of a group. Um, we just talk about being grateful for stuff. We do some different breathing techniques. We get deep and talk about weird shit, which is for some, sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm a little bit disengaged, but, um, yeah, just give him the benefit of the doubt and just take on everything he says. And, um, 
yeah, it's, that's, that's been pretty helpful as well, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's pretty important, and you may agree or disagree, but like to get an outside perspective, because you're in that circle, right? If you're ambitious sure. or creative, and get an outside perspective in a community to kind of like put you on track or to think yeah, about massive after yourself. Ac- as well. Accountability. Yeah. So like, it's even um, fuck, how deep can I go with this? Um, <laughs> talking about some um behaviors, maybe early in the morning on a weekend, mm. and um, being accountable, saying you know, like, let's really you know, let's like be a bit healthier and cleaner or it's, um, I'm trying not to vape this week. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's, yeah, it's as yeah. simple as that. And I put it to our group. One's in Houston, one's in Adelaide. He's all over the shop. Um, big Mr. Zen master, Nico. Um, and I say, I don't want to vape this week. And the next yeah. week everyone's like, did you vape? I'm like, no, I didn't. Everyone's like, fuck yeah. So like, what a great, like it sounds so silly, um, but I'm so glad I brought it up actually. But just little things like that, you know, like looking after yourself, not vaping, had a shit week, this, that. So it's, um, yeah, being held accountable from an outside group, um, it's been a game changer. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's but a don't small... Vape, 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 <laughs> just small healthy habits. We're actually talking yeah. about before. Yeah. 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 What would you say to anyone, I guess, going back to when... Oh, I'm sure you've had moments of it before, when probably when you were younger, shoplifting, or when you were 23 in Korea, I had no idea what was going to happen on that trip. I mean, what would you say to anyone who's kind of like just staring at the wall and kind of, or any young dude that's just got no idea where things are going or what direction life's taking him and want to be successful in the business or entrepreneurial space? What would you say to them? Any advice? Um, oh, here we go. We've got a theme. It's just timing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Timing's the theme of the chat, I reckon. It's always nice to have a bit of a theme, but... um. Uh, like, you know, if you think about it, like, as I said, openly at the start, you know, I was pretty loose from 16 to 24. I didn't do anything. And then from 24, um, I was just all in and sort of found my thing. I was lucky, right? Yeah. Very lucky. Um, but then, you know, like I look at my brother and he's an amazing music producer and he's 29. No, he's 31, sorry. And he's just starting to release his music he's been working on for 10 years. So he started producing music at 21 and he's been revisiting his old music and it's better than his new shit. Like, it's amazing. Um, so it's like, you know, 11 years later, he's picked up that and now he's starting to release it all. He's um, dropping it all on Spotify. He's trying to market it better. Um, so then he's at 31. Now he's finding his thing that he wants to go for. Mm. I was 24, 25. You know, it's a good seven year difference, but um, both of us just finding our, our feet and what we want to do at different times. Um, what did I see recently? Like, like even my old man, like, you know, you hear so many stories that, you know, like he was in IT his whole life as a salesperson. Um, and then what well, we've had the cafe for six years, he's 50. He was 50 mm. and he left sales and started a cafe. Wow. Because um, he was just over it and he's just like, no, nah, I want us to be speaking to people more positively than trying to sell down their throats. Um, and he just wanted to try something different. So I don't know, you just can't really set a time limit on it for sure. Um, and for me, I tried everything. I thought I was going to be, I thought I was definitely going to be in construction, <laughs> which is hilarious. I could barely carry a plank of wood. What trade would you have done? Um, oh, something that was very little carrying and Concrete. quick hours and Concrete. not on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I did the Maccas, I did the landscaping, I did roof plumbing. It was either too hot or too cold. It was the worst experience mm. of my life. Um, <laughs> it's just nothing good happens on a roof. Um, so I, I like to think I, I tried heaps of things. So I give myself some credit for that as well. Um, and learn heaps as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like even like I learned things at Macca's that we implement at the cafe. Wow. Like simple shit. And I even do it at home now. You know, like how you have a bin bag on a bin and you take it off because it's full and you pull it out and you have spare bin bags on the bottom. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was little Macca's <laughs> thing. Like just little things. So like, you know, you pick up some cool shit along the way. 
bins is probably not one of the, the highest <laughs> of them. But um, yeah, just just trial and error with all different things, I think is the key. And I often think like, you know, even though Macca's like people like shit on it and all those jobs when you're younger, but like I think you've got to have an aspect of going through some of the shit, crappiest jobs and times. For sure. Like I used to work in an apple orchard and I often tell people this, like back home on uni holidays, and it was actually the best job I've ever had. Like, seriously, yeah, my was best it? job back home in Portland. And like, we used to, I used to just go there in between uni and like shitting down rain in June <laughs> and July in this like big, heavy, wet coat, like with five layers on in Portland with the coastal breeze, hating it. But I still felt like it was one of the best jobs ever. Yeah, rewarding. Like freedom, rewarding. Yeah, I had freedom. I didn't really have that many responsibilities other than just looking after a few granny smiths. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think, but now it's made me actually do what I kind of want to do. 100%. Like the good jobs that I've had, appreciate that a bit more. For sure, there yeah. you go, trial and error. Yeah, literally trial and error. I mean, Timmy, where would, where would you see yourself? And I always ask people this episode at the end of the podcast, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, you'd sort of think, so you just have moments where you're like, oh, you know, I can't wait to take the, you know, put the brakes on and then like mm. go away and do stuff. And then every time you do that, as soon as I ever have the moments of like, oh, I want to go away and stop, then I end up getting into something else, which is really weird, don't you reckon? Yeah. Like wanting more time to yourself, then I always take on another opportunity Project or something. Project. It's just, I just don't really understand how it works. So I don't think I'll ever stop doing that sort of stuff. Um, but I do like working with people and founders and stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe something incubator-wise, mm. you know, like um, all, all for taking risks or investing in some other brands and younger people and just sort of doing that sort of stuff, I guess, which would be pretty cool. Um, the fashion space, who knows where that'll take us. Mm. Um, you know, we're just starting to kick off now, really, mm. in terms of the wholesale and international opportunities. Same with Bay, you know, we're about to launch in the States in August. So then that's like, you know, we're five years in now. Is that going to be another five years? Maybe we'll, I'll be moving uh, to New York or the States or something, which would be nice. So I don't, I don't really know. I still just want to just keep being a part of, you know, that high energy space and foundry and startup y stuff, I think. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I've got an amazing girlfriend now, Cardia, so maybe um, she mightn't want me to be as high pace <laughs> for the next five years. Where's she from? Um, this yeah. Melbourne girl, oh, local. Okay. Yeah, no trips to Korea. No, 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 no. We've else. been together since November, <laughs> so um, things are good on that front. So it's amazing. Um, just to finish on, I guess, the um, my life coach was saying, you know how everyone thinks you get wiser at 30? You know, 30s when you get older. Yeah. He was saying that... Um, it's ironic because at 29, like a full, like the standard full moon cycle finishes. So he goes at 29, you get wiser. Yeah, Not yeah. 30, but 30 is just a rounded up number because yeah. we're probably lazy. Um, and we're away and I turned 29. I was like, oh, maybe I do just want to actually buy a house like normal people and yeah. settle down with Cardia and travel during winter like most normal people do. So mm. I have had that little inkling lately, like lately but... Um, yeah, no, going against it, being like a being normal is a bit nicer. I yeah, comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comparison's the for joy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. That's a very pinball answer, but there you go. <laughs> Who knows? Well, if listeners want to find you and find all the things you've founded, being a part of yourself, where can they best find you, mate? Um, hit me on like LinkedIn, I reckon. Um, What's your Instagram? Yeah, like Instagram for sure. Um, always happy to chat to other founders and brands. Love it. Like, yeah. just love doing that. So. If anyone's got any questions or wants to reach out of any of the madness, um, I'll be happy <laughs> to give a few minutes for sure. Yeah, wonderful. Tim O'Sullivan, mate, that was a bloody ripper podcast, mate. I Thanks. think a lot of people get a lot out of your story and your expertise and knowledge, brother. Thank you for your time. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And um, if I didn't have to run off, we'd go get a beard, I reckon. A beard, a beard. <laughs> for sure. No, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.